all. Quick hold open to say that my debut novel, Charlotte Isles is Not a Detective, is available for pre-order. Unless you're listening to this on or after June 27th, 2023, in which case, it's out. If you're interested in getting the book, pre-orders really help authors out. You can get more information on my website, katieflyesaway.com author, which includes how you can get a signed and personalized copy. Thanks. Now on to the show. Morning, Grevlon, and welcome back to Dear Lisphera. My name's Lisphera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. Phew, I almost didn't make it in time for the start of the show, which would have been bad since our station manager, Reuven, still refuses to come to any of my meetings about all of our contingency plans. We have in case Lisphera is running late, in case Reuven is running late, in case of an upside down tornado, in case the tree the station is built around starts walking away. Don't give me that look, Reuven. They're all necessary plans. All 58 of them. <sighs> One day he'll run out of reading material. Then he'll have to read the binder I gave him. Anyway, the reason why I was almost late was because, well, I'm still not quite sure what happened. A new secondhand shop recently opened near my tree, and I wanted to check it out. Well, technically, it's not a brand new secondhand shop. It just has new owners now. But I'd heard they'd just received a ton of cool stuff from a band of adventurers that had recently passed through the forest, so I wanted to see what they had. The shop was small, but absolutely packed with tons of stuff. Books, instruments, cookware, jewelry. I was looking through a stack of books when I saw this silver pocket watch. It was dangling down the side of one of the book piles, its chain tucked between two books to hold it into place. I removed the watch from the book pile, because I figured the owner would want to put it with the other jewelry pieces. As I did, I guess my finger pressed a button at the top of the watch. A second later, everything stopped. Everything. The other people in the shop all froze. The person behind the counter had been speaking with a customer, and they both stopped talking and moving. There was even a bird that had been fluttering around the rafters that froze mid-flight. Obviously, I immediately panicked. I tried to break the other people out of it, but they wouldn't move, even when I blew in their faces a little. And I had oglefish for breakfast, so if that smell couldn't break them out of it, I didn't know what else to do. So I ran to the door to see if I can get help, but the knob wouldn't turn. Finally, I realized it must have been me pressing the button on that watch that caused time to stop for everyone except me. After sending out a quick, Namers, please don't let me make this any worse than I already have, I pressed the button again. Everyone unfroze! And they just continued on, not giving any indication that they knew what had just happened. Well, a few people whose faces I blew into seemed to be able to smell it a little. But other than that, nothing! I quickly bought the watch and left. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but imagine what something like that could do in the wrong hands. So I figured it would be better to just hide it than tell anyone about it. Of course, now I'm telling you all about it. But I've already hidden it. No, it's not in the closet, Reuven. I have other hiding spots. What? You don't believe me? Go ahead. Check the closet. Okay, stop! I hid it in the closet. I really didn't expect you to get out of your chair for that. You won't even get up when I ask you to do important stuff. Like coming to my contingency plan meetings. (sighs) Now I have to find a new hiding spot. Thanks, Reuven. I guess if he was able to find it so easily, though, it probably wasn't the best hiding spot. Maybe I'll hide it in that hollow tree across the way. Wait, no can't do that. I just said it on the air. Uh, okay. I'll find a new hiding spot after the show's over. Or maybe I'll still put it in the tree, since now everyone thinks I'm not gonna do that. Oh, wait, no, I did it again. 
Okay, let's get into our first letter before I give up all my hiding spot ideas. If you need some advice, you can send your letters to Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. Our first letter comes from Dotteron. They write, Dearless Fira, I've gotten myself into a bit of a situation, and I'm not sure how to get myself out of it. I have a crush on the plant witch who runs our community garden. I wanted to impress her, so I rigged an underground irrigation system to water all the plants at once. When I showed her how quickly the plants could be watered, she was thrilled. But before I could explain how I did it, she started talking about how impressed she was with my water magic. Instead of correcting her, I just went along with it. I don't know why. I panicked. I guess I thought maybe she'd like me more if she thought I had inherent magic. Now, every time I go to help in the garden, she keeps asking me to do things with magic. And every time, I have to scramble to make it seem like I'm casting spells. So far, I've built a self-rolling wheelbarrow, a seed packet pulley system, and a mulch catapult. The mulch catapult was the closest I've gotten to revealing my secret, but she's still convinced I'm doing all of this with magic. I'm really starting to feel bad about lying to her. We've gotten a lot closer, but now I feel like I can't ask her out without her knowing the truth. I'm worried that she'll hate me once she finds out. What should I do? Thanks, Dotteron. Well, first off, I need to know more about this mulch catapult. That sounds incredibly dangerous, and I want one. Here's the thing, Dotteron. I see where you're coming from, thinking that your crush would rather you have magic than not. Magic is cool! But have you considered that she might be more impressed when she learns that you've been achieving all of this without magic? She initially assumed you had magic because that's what made sense to her, not necessarily because that was what she wanted from you. I mean, if I saw a bunch of seed packets floating through the air, yeah, my first assumption would be magic. But if I found out that it was actually an intricate pulley system that someone had worked really hard on to create, that's way more impressive. Sure, she might be a little hurt that you lied to her, and you should be prepared for that. But I'm pretty confident that she won't be any less impressed with you when she finds out that you accomplished all of this without magic. All you can do is be honest and hope for the best. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. And send me another letter telling me about that catapult. Our next letter comes from Cormel. They write, Dear Lesphira, Yesterday I bought a pair of enchanted knitting needles. When I got home, I activated the enchantment and the needles began knitting a scarf. That night, I went to bed, looking forward to seeing the results the next day. I just figured the needles would stop once the scarf was an appropriate length, but the next morning, every surface of my living room was covered. It was the longest scarf I'd ever seen and keeps getting longer, even as I'm writing this. What do I do? Help! Thanks, Cormel. Oh, Namrus, I can't imagine how long that scarf has gotten by now. Do we know how long we've had this letter? First off, the easy answer is probably to find someone who can dispel the enchantment on the needles. Or see if they come with any instructions for how to get them to stop. My brother Lenril never reads the instructions that come with things. One time he got our moms an enchanted bookshelf that can magically sort your books in different ways. By author name, title, cover, whatever you want. He insisted on building it without instructions. He was all, I'm a traveling handyman. This is literally my job. I don't need instructions. I don't have a good Lenril impression. But anyway... Lo and behold, when he finished building it and activated the enchantment to sort the books by genre, suddenly, the bookshelf just started launching books everywhere. Once we got the enchantment fixed, Lenroll insisted it was a faulty bookshelf. But I think if he had just read the instructions... Anyway, assuming you're still swimming in yarn, let's figure this out. I'm sure there are a lot of folks and creatures out there who would benefit from a really long scarf. A dragon or a giraffe folk. Ooh! I just pictured a really long scarf wrapped around all the necks of a hydra. That could be fun. 
Or if you can't find something to do with a really long scarf, you could just start cutting it up and securing the ends. You'll still be left with a bunch of scarves, but you'll have a somewhat larger demographic for shorter scarves than an extremely long one. I'm not exactly sure how these enchanted knitting needles work. Does the yarn just come out of the needles? Do you supply the yarn? If it's the latter, I assume you'll eventually run out of yarn and just be left with a couple of clicking needles. Those could still be useful though, even if you don't have any more yarn for them to knit with. Maybe you can put them in a bowl and have them do some stirring for you. Or attach some feathers to the end and have them do some dusting. Good luck, and thanks for writing in. Oh, if you end up making a bunch of small scarves, I'll gladly take one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go hide that watch in a different spot because Reuben keeps looking at the closet. And then we'll be back to take a call. If you need some advice, tell your speaking plant to call Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, my name is Rafley Paraben of Paraben's Possessions. We understand that sometimes folks have things they just don't want to do. That's why I started Paraben's Possessions, so we can do them for you. Have to give a presentation at work, but you get stage fright? We got your back, and your front, and the rest of your body, literally. We'll pair you with one of our experienced poltergeists. You'll walk them through your presentation, and they'll possess your body and blow your bosses away. Can't sit through another dinner with the in-laws? No worries. Just give your assigned poltergeist some general talking points, and they'll ignore your in-laws' passive-aggressive comments on your behalf without anyone suspecting a thing. Whether it's going to the market or crossing a lava-filled ravine, Paraben's Poltergeist can get you through it in what will feel like the blink of an eye. So tell your speaking plant to call Paraben's Possessions. Paraben's Possessions. When life gets you stressed, get possessed. Paraben's Possessions cannot be held responsible for any mishaps, misdeeds, or misunderstandings that may occur while you are possessed. Ask your healer if Paraben's Possessions is right for you. And we're back with Dearless Fira. I've now moved the watch that freezes time into a brand new hiding spot where no one can find it. And we have a caller on the vine. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, Lesfira. My name is Zizit. Hi, Zizit. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay, thanks. So what's in your mind? I think I need to move. Oh, okay. Like, from where you're currently standing, or...? No, I need a new place to live. See, my roommate is a wizard, and they have all these scrolls where they write down their spells. Earlier today, they were writing a spell on a scroll in our kitchen. They left it out on the kitchen table so the ink could dry, and weighed down the ends with two cups so the scroll wouldn't roll up. Still with me? Yep, still with you. Good. So later I was in the kitchen, and there was a frizzy bee buzzing around, so I grabbed a cup from the table and caught it, then brought it outside. When I went back in the house, I realized that the cup had been holding the scroll open to dry. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's what I said. I opened the scroll, and the writing was smudged, but I could still kind of read it. So I wiped up the ink and fixed the smudge parts with my roommate's quill. I didn't want to tell her what happened, because she's already accused me of messing with her stuff, on account of the fact that I was messing with her stuff. Sure, makes sense. So what's the issue? Right, getting to that. Wouldn't it be silly if I was just calling to tell you about how I handled a situation without any help, just to brag? Huh, that could be a fun radio show. Hey, Reuben, write that down. We could call it, um, The Brag Bag. Now we can workshop the name. Go ahead, Zizit. Uh, boast with the most? Oh, I meant go on with your story, but I like it. Oh, right. So I thought everything was good and fixed, but a little while ago my roommate came home and tried casting the spell, and she started floating up to the ceiling. Based on her reaction, I knew immediately that this was not what she had wanted to happen. 
We tied some rocks to her shoes, and now she's gone to get herself disenchanted. But I'm worried she's going to come back and realize I accidentally changed the spell. What do I do? Do you have the scroll? Yeah, hang on. It's over here. What did your roommate say the spell was supposed to do? It was supposed to make her invisible. I suggested that maybe the spell's intention was to make her float away until she was no longer visible to anyone on the ground, but she didn't find that funny. Here it is. Is the spelling Grevlonian? No, it's in Elvish, but I learned Elvish in school. Well, I wasn't very good at it, but I did take the class. Anyway, I was able to understand the spell well enough, I thought. Translated, it says, Go to where the eyes cannot touch, disappear, let no one perceive. So in Elvish, that's... Oh, I know what happened. What? The Elvish word for disappear is thuls, with an apostrophe between L and S. The Elvish word for float is thuls, no apostrophe. Oh, yep, I wrote thuls, no apostrophe. So sounds like you weren't far off with your joke. You accidentally wrote the spell so that your roommate would disappear by floating away, not going invisible. I am adding the apostrophe now. Hopefully she'll just chalk it up to a fluke. And maybe next time, just let her know if you accidentally smudge her spell scrolls. That's probably the safest route. You're right. I should probably stop messing with her stuff, too. Yeah, probably. Oh, she's home. Thanks, Osphira. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Hey, you're looking great. Gravity really suits you. <sighs> Those apostrophes, they'll get you. Don't get me wrong, I think Elvish is a beautiful language, but sometimes it doesn't make a stick of sense. Thank you so much for listening to D... What? Oh, hang on, listeners. What, Reuben? Another call? Oh, I guess we have time. Uh, pun not intended. Because of that watch I found that stops time... Oh, never mind. I do need to go find a better hiding spot for it, though. It's just in my pocket right now. Oh, Namorous! I shouldn't have said that. Um, my pocket is what I call my super secret hiding spot that is not connected to my pants. <clears throat> so. <sighs> Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, Lucifera. I believe you found my watch. Oh, my... This is your watch? Yes. I'm a very powerful chrono sorcerer and created this watch to stop time whenever I wished. How did such a powerful object end up in a second-hand shop? The watch was stolen from my home in the middle of the night. I've been searching for it high and low. Thank you for finding it. Well, hang on. I don't know if I should just give this back to you. It seems like someone could get up to a lot of mischief with a watch like this. I understand. My time with the watch has come to an end. If you want, I can teach you a spell that will make the watch lose its magic, and it will become harmless. You won't have to worry about hiding it. Oh, that would be great. To be honest, I was really having trouble thinking of where I was going to keep this thing. Hold the watch in your hands and repeat after me. Okay, I'm ready. Tor. Tor. Ect. Ect. Good. Now say those two words ten times fast. Trek, 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 trek. Hang on. Tricked! No. No way! This can't possibly be a trick. I did, didn't I? Silly Lisvira! You thought we were a chrono sorcerer who'd lost their time-stopping watch! This is unbelievable! How did you two get your hands on a time-stopping watch? We didn't! It's just a 
plain old watch. Doesn't even keep time very well. Well, that's impossible. Time was frozen. Everyone in that shop stopped moving. All of our actors stopped moving, you mean? We set up the whole thing, the shop and all. You made up the shop, too? Yep. Beeble and I have been investing in real estate lately. Yes, when we bought the shop, we knew it was the perfect place to trick our good friend, Lise Fina. Let me get this straight. You bought a whole shop, hired actors, including a bird who was somehow able to freeze mid-flight, lured me to the watch somehow, all to convince me that I had stumbled across the ability to stop time? The luring was the easiest part. We just left it with the books. Yes, we knew you'd go there. It was a lot easier than dealing with Borgen. Oh, Borgen. What a prima donna. Borgen was all, what's my motivation? And why can't I be the shopkeeper? We'd say, Borgen, you can't offer Lisfira the watch. She has to find it herself. And he'd say, I think my character would want to try to take the watch from her. That's when we changed his role to man who opens the door for Lisfira on his way out of the shop. Oh, I remember that guy. He tipped his hat at me and said, Hope you find what you need in there, really mysteriously. What? I said no improv, Borgen. Didn't I say that, Kimble? You did, Bimble. You said no improv. We will not be casting Borgen in our flying magic sword trick. I will rip up his headshot as soon as we're done here, Bimble. I've got to say, you really got me with this one, you two. Of course we did, Lysira. We always trick you. No, not always. But this time, yes. Then our work here is done. Yes, our work here is done. We have to go tear up a headshot now, Lysira. And the resume. Keep the watch. It's yours. Just don't trust it to tell time. It is very broken. Yes, very broken. I appreciate the heads up. Take care, you two. Bye, Lysira. Well, they tricked me. Guess I don't have to worry about hiding this watch anymore. Hey, Ruben, do you want it? Should be accurate about twice a day. I'll leave it here in case you change your mind. Thank you for listening to Dear Lysphira. Next up we have... The crunching of gravel between the teeth of a giant who is eating gravel. Yum. I'll talk to you all again real soon. But in the meantime, keep your chin up. And don't go picking up strange watches. Nothing but tricks there. Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lysphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lysphira, the sponsor, Zizit, Kimball, and Bimble were voiced by Katie Siegel. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute and leave a kind review on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, Katie will literally stop time to thank you. For more Dear Lysphira, check out at Dear Lysphira on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also join the Chattering Grove Discord. The link to that is in the description. Or don't. Live your life. Bye.